Welcome back to another episode of Are We Rolling? I'm Kyle. I'm Dustin Scott. <laughs> I mean, that is my name. I mean, yes, it is. Like, yeah. Munson. It's the rest of it. If you're wondering. So, kind of right as we were, because we're doing best of the year, or and we kind of uh, got into a little bit of a discussion and, and just said, okay, we have to start rolling. As the name of the podcast implies. Oh, oh wait. Are we rolling? Um, it came full circle, guys. Yeah. It's like in a movie when they say the title. Yeah. Uh, but we were just having this uh, discussion because how we ended up recording this, I recorded a bit of this last night, and you'll hear or Carl, Zach, and Shane and kind of throw in a couple of their stuff, and then Dustin and I are are doing some wraparounds and our picks for some, some categories. No reach-arounds. What did I even come over for? Wait, no, no reach-arounds? Shane's setting up his switch as we speak. I don't know why. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were having a discussion uh, of... Is AJ Styles now should be now considered the greatest in ring performer of all time? So, what are you laughing about? Oh yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, okay. So, my thoughts on that, I guess I would say, um, so the problem is always saying somebody who's currently active is the greatest of all time because it rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only argument at this point. Um, is... Because I think, like, let's say when Shawn Michaels was at his hottest, people were probably, like, in his prime, were probably saying, like, oh, he's the greatest of all time. And then there's some other guy who's like, fuck you. What about, you know, Harley Race? Or I don't know yeah. if they would even... Said, said it that way. Um, Ric Flair is probably who I should have said. Yeah. Um, well, but even in Ric Flair's heyday, they were saying, what about Harley Race? Yeah, what, what about, about Harley Race? What about what? Ray, Ray Stevens? You know, yeah, there's of course. always, you're getting compared you're gonna, when you're an active performer to previous generations. Yeah. But like I was saying before, I think when like all is said and done, like 20 years from now, people will say AJ Styles is the greatest of all time. Yeah. I think. He is, but I'm a bias AJ Mark. You have gotten a baby Styles chant at your in your direction. Yeah, well, that's because the fucking crowd will chant anything Thunderfrog tells them to. That's true. We figured that. We out. have learned that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean. So, also picking a single greatest of all time is really hard because it's yeah. like, it depends like who, like what generation you're in. Because people say Shawn Michaels right now. Well, the people who grew up watching Shawn Michaels, you know, they're the older guys that are like, yeah. well, back in my day, we had Shawn Michaels and he was the best. But mm-hmm. like when Shawn was doing his shit, the older people at that point were saying Ric Flair, and then yeah. you know, like we just said. Um, but I do think, like, 20 years from now, AJ is going to be the guy that yeah. people bring up. Like, well, some people remember... Well, it's kind of like... Um, I have no base for, like, a guy like Bruno Sammartino. Because mm-hmm. I don't really go back and watch that... I don't watch that far back. 
Yeah, I haven't watched my share of Freebirds and Von Erichs. I've watched a couple yeah. matches, but like, it, it wasn't anything I really got excited about because yeah. I think the games evolved so far past that. And like, you can romanticize like, well, back then people knew how to work, and you, you could lock, you could put a headlock on and work that for a half hour, and the crowd would go crazy. You just have to know how to work, brother. Well, get the fuck out of here. How about you go try that right now and see what happens? Yeah. Because I've seen somebody, I've seen like the older guys try do that before, and the crowds on their phones. You know what people want these days? I think is high, pay, like fast paced action. You know, high flying fucking big slams, like everything that you would. I don't know. Like they, yes. they, it, it's a, it's a theatrical production at this point. So. Yes. Everything needs to be big and like crazy. Like nobody's trying to pretend it's real. Like back in the day, everything looked clunky and awkward, but it also did look like they were yeah, fighting they were each actually other. Actually fighting, yeah. To an extent, of course. Um but like go back and watch like um like go back and watch like Ric Flair's crossbody on Harley Race when he won the belt. Yeah. And then watch literally anybody do it now. Yeah. Like Sami Zayn's crossbody off the top. It looks way better. Um, but, like, Ric Flair's literally just look like he went, fuck you, wee! And, like, just jumped at you, where, like, Sami Zayn's <laughs> is a very, like, um, or Sami Zayn or anybody out there, it, it's a very, like, it's bigger. You yeah. jump higher, you spread your limbs out way more. You, you, um, you look more like, um, like a flying Grayson or something. Yeah, yeah, you look more... It looks more pretty now. All yeah. the moves do. But that's what people want now because it's... Everybody's known that it's been... That wrestling's a work for the last, what, 30 years? Yeah. So probably. there's really no reason to make things look awkward. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, especially now with, like, the rise of, thing, of, of like, MMA. Because if you want to watch a real fight... Like, if, pro if professional wrestling was real and not a work, it would be MMA. Yep. Just no yeah, high flying, and that's why it's fun. Like a lot of the the older school like wrestlers or that have kind of gotten a little burnt out from wrestling are now big MMA fans because it's like, no, this is the feeling that I got when I first started watching wrestling was this. Yeah, you know that you're like Steve Austin's and guys like that. Are, exactly, are loving MMA. like. People who grew up loving Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, you know, shit-talking redneck, now are jumping on the shit-talking Irishman's dick. Yep. Because uh, he's basically the, like, he's the new, Conor McGregor's obviously the, the hotness in the world right now, in the world of fighting, um, doing the things that Stone Cold did in the 90s, or what Ric Flair, more so what Ric Flair did, yeah. in terms of like how he's presenting himself, and don't fucking kid yourself and think that he didn't 100% get that from Ric Flair. Yep. Uh, he even uses the Vince McMahon walk. He shit talks WWE every chance he gets, but he does the Vince McMahon walk. Yeah. Um, but, which is fine. You know, yeah. more power to him. But, um... Yeah, so if that's what you're looking for, you now have an actual outlet, and it's real. Yep. Shane. I know you've been on, like, fucking four of these, but... <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even say anything. He just keeps texting with a shitting little smirk on his face. What? 
Shut up. You just shut the fuck up. And the best part is that mic was on, so we totally heard it. Good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, what did it say? Who texted you? It was Carl. He was asking if I was setting up the switch. Ugh. So, Shane is hooking up his switch that he's owned for how long now? Um, millennia. Yeah, he's had it for a good eight years, and so, it finally came out of the box. So, clearly, no, that's part of my lens, uh, lens cap. Uh, so, clearly... Uh, Shane's video game of the year was not for his Nintendo Switch. Uh, uh, is anybody's? Because it shouldn't be. Well, uh, one Carl's, sort of is. It's technically for the Wii. The Carl yeah. picked Zelda. Yeah, he's played. Uh, he's put about eighty bleh. hours into that. Bleh. Bleh. What, what was your What was your video game of the year, Dustin? Uh, anything but Zelda. Mine was PUBG. Really. Yeah, I haven't played it much. PUBG, I've, say the full name in case people don't know what it is. Um, Player won't. Unknown Battlegrounds. Okay. Uh, I haven't played it a lot, as I said on the before, but it's yeah. it's enjoyable. And you also didn't act say the full name, so I had no idea what you were talking about. I hey, think fuck I said you, Carl. Name. Carl ran downstairs to give me the middle finger because he likes shitty video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a grindy mess. All the shrines and dungeons look the same. I'm not picking Resident Evil. Bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> Assuming. Hey, whoa! Oh no, it didn't come out this year. Keep this PG, motherfucker. Fuck <laughs> you. He just wiggled his dick at me. Anyway. What <laughs> the fuck is going on? So, uh, I guess what I would pick for my game of the year would be South Park: The Fractured Butthole. I I was thinking that that might be it. Mm-hmm. It was either going to be that or Friday, uh, which you spent a lot more time on. I spent but, a lot more time, probably. Well, I don't know. Yeah, because but, Friday the thirteenth got kind of a backseat again to Dead by Daylight. I just yeah. I think overall Dead by Daylight's a better game. It's yeah. more it's more fast paced. It's more fun. Uh, like Friday the Thirteenth's good if you want to like a slower. Like a more dangerous killer, slower. Th- like if Jason's on you, it's a little more intense than Dead by Daylight yeah. because uh, in Dead by Daylight, the killer's got to knock you down fucking two times at least and hang you three times. And I don't know. There's it's it's less scary. You also can't really handle Jason by yourself unless you're really good. Um, and I'm I'm okay if the Jason's shitty, I can do it. But like if it's a really good Jason, I'm kind of fucked. But anyway, I would yeah. say. Friday the 13th just kind of got boring after a while for oh, me, man. even though everybody just now bought it. But you know what? I fucking told them to buy it when it came out, and they all wanted to wait for it to go on sale. And you know what? Now I don't want to fucking play with you bitches. <laughs> but your actual game of the year was South Park. South Park, the yeah. fractured butthole. Uh, <laughs> I thought, like, I'm not a guy, so here's why I'll say. I don't like RPGs that much. I get bored with them. Uh, the... Stick of Truth was like a JRPG, so like the combat system worked a lot like um, like your old Final Fantasies, where you have the three people on your team and you take turns doing attacks, blah okay. blah blah. Like every RPG from the PlayStation One era. Yeah, this one had more of like a tactical RPG element to it, where you had to like put your your characters in position and blah blah blah. Typically. Not my thing. I get bored. Okay. But South Park is such an entertaining game and so fucking funny that it keeps you engaged. 
and you just want to play. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because I like was in like one night. I just came over to say like two things to you, and ended up spending like a half an hour watching you play that game. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is funny. Yeah, and it's they do the superhero. So the last one they did like a fantasy game, like Game of Thrones stuff. That was the yeah. idea, and this one's more like the superhero stuff. So like the Coon and Friends, and uh, so the I think the costumes and stuff that you get are cooler. Okay. I don't know if I would say it's better than the Stick of Truth. It's really hard to compare, but I'm glad they didn't come out the same year, so I don't have to. Yeah. But I I would say South Park to Fractured Butthole. Sweet. <laughs> um, and then other ones uh, that we have, well, we've got Shane and apparently Carl on his way down here. Uh, TV show of the Coming year. Coming down to dispute something. Of course he is. There's the microphone. Is this thing on? I'm sorry, you want to talk about a grindy mess and you whip out a RPG, another RPG? Have you played it? I have. It's amazing. It is. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. I'm not disputing. That's why it's not grindy, because everything's enjoyable. Wow, alright. <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you played Breath of the Wild? Yeah. I downed two Divine Beasts before I said, what the fuck am I doing? You know, you could have just gone straight to Hyrule Castle and beat it in 15 minutes. I tried that. It didn't. I couldn't get past the fucking guardians. Yeah, because they were fucking ridiculous. So you were just bad at it. No, I was okay at the like combat and stuff, but those things like fucking destroy you. Anyway, yeah. after I saw how much bullshit I had to go through to get the fucking master sword, and then uh, yeah, the all the which is not required. <laughs> no, it's not. All the shrines that look identical, which are not required. All the fucking divine beasts that are barely different than one another, which are not required. Did you beat it in fifteen <laughs> minutes? Uh, no, I did not. So, okay. <laughs> How many I, hours did you put in? I grinded the shit out of that game. Let's be real. I like how, I, I really appreciate your use of the word grinded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. But I'm, I'm glad that you're setting up the Switch after only... You've had that just shy of a decade now. Uh, I bought this in August, and it is now December 20th. Yeah. Uh, so I've had it for four months. Hey. Can I drink your prickly pear? Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, baby. I um want that to stay as dirty <laughs> as that sounded. Yep, girl, you can have all of my prickly pear. I'm oh. gonna get that. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get get that. Oh girl, dirty pop. Um, all right, I'm out. I'm gonna go get food. Also, right, can you really even call it a Zelda game if there's no fucking water temple or a temple? <laughs> 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 You probably heard that audible groan. Uh, Everybody, it's Skyrim with Link. It, yeah, exactly. That's terrible. That's fucking awesome. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, but speaking of, also a runner-up for Game okay, of the Year, I would say the first hour of Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> I've been enjoying that part of it. The first hour where you're in the house and, like, running from the family. I'm still... That's where I'm at right now still. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it was, uh... What I liked about... So, when I got into Resident Evil 7, I was really excited, but I got far enough into it where I kind of just was thinking, why the fuck didn't they just make uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game like this? Because that's pretty much what it was in the beginning. Just without Leatherface. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's it's the the whole family dynamic of the yeah creepy family that's gonna kill you. It it 
pretty much is. I mean, there's a little bit extra with the zombification where, you know, people come back and things like that. Yeah, but, but even that... But outside and, of that, it's, yeah. The, I would have, like... When I saw that, I was just like, fuck, you know how much of a comeback, like, um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre could have with, like, a big game like that? Yeah. That would have... Because that would have been great. If it was that well-made and they just threw Leatherface in there and not Venom. I mean, I'm not... uh I guess you're not far enough that we haven't run into like the venoms yet. I, I did. I just hit oh. the venoms. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on, they're venom. Yeah, they they really are. Um, it's enjoyable so far, though. I mean, I, I didn't I've, hate the game. I've liked it so far. Uh, I actually loved. The, I loved the game. I had a blast playing it. But it does. Um, the beginning. It it opens a little too strong. I think. I literally just took out Pappy, um, and that's the the length I'm in it at in the game. So not very far. Which one's Pappy? The dad. Oh. Did they call him Pappy? I, I call him Pappy. Okay. You fight him twice, and the second time it looks like he's done for good, but we'll see. What did you... How did you fight him? Um, I kicked bodies at him, then hit him with a chainsaw. Like in the... Um, in the... When you uh, fall in like the little pit cage thing? Yes, when he push, kicks you into it and... Yeah. Yep, that's where it was. Well, so in my opinion, you already passed the best part of the game, which was the beginning. When you're no. trying to get through the house and he's walking around and shit. Yeah, that's literally just what ended. Like, that's the spot that, like, you're... I think you're done with that part of it. Because uh, up until that, then, I, I was... I thought the part you're in was a little bit further along. No, I haven't even got the shotgun yet. I mean, I'm still... I'm still in the house. Okay. Well, regardless, like... It's like the first um, third of the game is colossally is that a word? Yeah. Colossally. Yeah. That feels wrong to say. Tastes wrong with Is way better than the like last two thirds. Even though it's still like enjoyable. Okay. But um yeah. Fucking anyway. I was half joking because South Park is way more of an enjoyable experience all the way through. Oh. But yeah. I, it, it's I, not grindy. I I had a perfect segue back when we were talking about Skyrim mm. to my TV show of the year. Oh, what's that? Um, which was Game of Thrones. Oh, weird. Because, yeah. The best show on television is your show of the year. I know, it's so In like, weird. what, the last seven years, too? Yeah, about that. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, that's why actually Shane and I were talking off mic last night about yeah Game of Thrones is like best show so let's talk about the crazy comedies we're watching instead well let's go through did you guys let's go through and just do overall show of the year then you said Game of Thrones yeah overall to me was Game of Thrones we should specify since it is of the year so season 7 of Game of Thrones season 7 yes was the best season of television this year for you yes for me yes uh I, I think that the the show that I enjoyed the most this year, and uh, it, it took some talking between me and Carl to figure it out, but uh, My Hero Academia. I haven't even heard of that. It is an anime, so you wouldn't enjoy it. Gotcha. Um, but it is super fun. Um, it's it's based around a school of kids with superpowers, um, and it's it doesn't sound like it would be as great as it is. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing if if you have Funimation app, check it out. It's just it's it's so it's so good, so so good. So I'm gonna say my gut instinct, and it feels weird because it just came out, but Punisher will be mine. But I am very very torn because it's just a hair above the Last Kingdom season two. 
I, I also thought about Future Man was the other one I Future was Future Man was close. Because it, it was just, it's one of those shows that I just enjoyed watching. That's why I wanted to, to separate, like, overall and then yeah. wacky comedies. Because yep. Future Man's going to take it, I think, across the board. Yeah. Because that was phenomenal. If you haven't watched Future Man on Hulu, watch it. Because Wolf is the best written character in television history. Yeah. Good old Corey Wolfhart. Yeah. Corey Wolfhart. I, I don't know if it would have been across the board, actually. Oh, well. Like, it's high up there for me, but I also, um, it finally aired in America, uh, another anime that you might actually enjoy, uh, <laughs> One Punch Man. No. Yeah, One Punch, well, that's, One Punch is so my Hero Academia is like One Punch Man Jr., so that's why. Yeah. That's but, yeah. Somebody sense. described One Punch Man to me once, and my reaction was, <laughs> It's you got asthma. A lot better. <laughs> um, That's what I said. Then, but then we for for comedies, uh, we also had the Orville that we were talking about. Orville's really good. I we still have a couple episodes to finish on that one, but yeah, uh, also never heard of that. It's it's a uh, it's a Star Trek style comedy that actually has a lot more drama and it's it's a better Star Trek show than the new Star Trek show. It's the best good way to I explain it. They were doing Star Trek. Yeah, uh, nobody's watching. Wait a minute. So is nobody's show with show of the year Walking Dead? No. <laughs> no. I didn't even finish last season of Walking Dead, so no. Me neither. I think all eight episodes of this season are currently on the DVR unwatched. Who uh isn't it kind of isn't it kind of crazy that for Walking Dead to finally drop off, it took Negan, which is like the place it shouldn't have dropped off. I, I know it's just it's because in the comics that was the best stuff. Yeah, it just it feels very much the same. I think I was now. gonna I was gonna say like the reason I got bored is because one I literally just read through all the Negan stuff in like like episode like episode three or four of last season when he first showed up. Um, and then they, everything they were doing was like damn near shot for shot, exactly like, yeah. um, like Spencer's death was identical to the comics, yeah. and like uh, I don't know a couple other his name was Spencer right, fucking dickhole that yeah, was the, yeah, yeah the yeah, son yeah. of the yeah yeah and like there's other things too just a couple less fucks, um, but essentially it was the same it was like season one of Game of Thrones in the book. I read the book after That's, I watched season one, and I was just—it like, was just like reading it again, like yeah. watching the show again. It was exact on, yeah. I, I would have enjoyed the book more if I would have probably read it now. I actually, I I haven't read. I, I own the uh, the third compendium, so I have all the Walking Dead's that are part of it, and I decided not to read it because a lot of people were discussing that at the time that I got it, because it was after Negan actually did show up. Yeah. Um, and I'm still uh, tapping out on Walking Dead, and. It has less to do with that and more to the fact that there's, it's not a, I mean, what is it, 16 episodes every season? Yeah. And it I, feels like 12 of them are filler. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I was actually going to point out because. The pacing issues. The, the pacing issues because the previous, before the Negan stuff, the, the previous storyline in the comics that a lot of people liked the most was the governor and the prison stuff. Which was all very short compared to the show. By the way, like, yeah. how many times was the governor actually in the comic? Like four. Yeah, because he was. If that, was I would say even a, maybe. Like you get his initial introduction. Yeah, and then he's kind of this looming threat. Yeah, because then it focuses more on them in the prison, and they yeah. talk about the governor, and then the first battle with the governor, 
or when they because they go to Woodbury, get fucked up. Yep. They go back to Woodbury, fuck up the governor, and then the governor comes back and attacks the prison, and then that's it. And then that's it. Yeah. So he's there. He's there like what three times? Yeah. So, and in the show, they spent a season a, a fucking season and a half on him. Yeah, and I think that sets the precedent of all right. Negan's really cool, but meh. I mean, you literally go with the honestly the the part that broke me on Walking Dead was the fact that they didn't uh like you didn't have you have the cliffhanger or of Negan bashing someone's head in and then you that's how you end the season like you don't know who you don't know yeah. what and it's like okay you're just stringing us along at this point yeah, that was the idea yeah especially when it's the most famous scene out of the comics everybody knows who it is and yeah. then they try to pull a fucking fast one on you. And but, I think that was another part of it. It's like, okay, we all know it's going to be Glenn. And, okay, you also killed off Abraham. Okay, great. Thanks. Right, which I think pissed people off more because, yeah. well, for one, see, that was the thing, though, was because in the comics, Abraham was already dead at that point. Yeah. And uh, so he was on borrowed time. <laughs> yeah. But then again, how many characters have overstayed their fucking comic book? Um you know, comparison like Shane, for example. Yeah, Shane was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, you lot. died. I'm in just, the, I'm just here too, too long. Of the, you died in like issue six. But on that foot too, I like, I, I like Shane as a character in the show. Yeah, um, I like, I liked having him around more. Um, however, yeah, I think the problem with with this season too is that they're relying too much on just letting Jeffrey Dean Morgan chew up scenery. Yeah, I can see that too. Which was gr- like he plays the role really well, but I think they just, I think they he's overexposed. Yeah, because they're like he's a huge, you know, he's already a bigger star than everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, arguable because they all, but they all became big stars because of the show. He was a star, starish beforehand, and they just kind of rely on him being him. Like his charisma is what carried the last season of the show not the actual storyline that was getting pushed because they kind of just made everybody look like a bitch. Yeah. And I don't remember the comics it quite being like that. Not as much. Like, he... They were afraid, but it wasn't like that. Yeah, like, he makes Rick look like a little bitch, but then you find out that that's, like, Rick acting. And he's like, I need to act like this. Yeah, this. like while he rallies the troops. Well, and... I rally the troops. And then also I think part of it, at least as far as I've seen, um, is like you don't have little Carl being a badass and just saying, fuck it, I'm going to take care of this myself. Yeah. Or no, I guess you kind of did. A little bit, but not but to the same extent. It wasn't like stowing away in the back of a car with a machine gun. Yeah, Carl yeah. was is a little psychopath in the yeah. comics. And in, in the show, they just kind of tickle that idea. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the in the show, it's like, Negan broke Rick. In the comics, yeah. it never seemed like he was broke. No. Like Which, I said, it... Yeah. In the comics, it, was, it seemed like he was broke as an act. Yeah. As opposed to... Because like, you, you get the shot of him behind closed doors being like, don't fuck this up because, you know, this is leading to something. Yeah. But anyway, 
we don't need to harp on the show more than everybody else on the internet is because apparently the mid-season finale had record low ratings Um, as opposed to the opening of this previous season that had I think the highest ratings because everybody wanted to see who died yep uh, and it yeah. still took him a whole fucking episode to get to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what other other than Future Man? What other stupid little comedies did we enjoy? Fuck, I don't even. It's so hard to think of like what I was doing like in the beginning of the year and what I was. Yeah, watching. that's kind. Of, I'm like so much of it is like kind of a recency bias. Like yeah, the fact that I went through all of Future Man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I almost wanted to pick Last Kingdom over Punisher, but I think if I watched them back to back, I would probably enjoy Punisher more. And yeah. it, a lot of that has to do with finally the Punisher's getting the treatment he deserves. Yep. And I mean, yeah, we had. That, um, but Last Kingdom's kind of like a, an original idea. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like we had Defenders and Iron Fist. Yeah. And Punisher all this year. I liked Punisher more than Iron Fist and Defenders. Yeah. To be honest. I did enjoy the Defenders a lot, though. Yeah, Defenders was a cool... Like, it was a cool concept, but I think just simple... The simple storytelling that the Punisher did was great. So... um, Yeah. But keeping in uh, what we watched this year, what was your favorite movie this year? Ooh favorite movie like that came out this year that i just yeah, watched like, that came out this year fuck i haven't seen a lot i haven't seen star wars yet i haven't seen thor yet i never saw wonder woman the fuck did i see <laughs> yeah because uh, shane's was star wars uh speaking of movies you didn't see mine was kingsman <laughs> yeah i also didn't see that i kind of uh, just got i lost motivation to go see movies i saw leatherface but i'm not gonna give that a spot yeah at all um fuck did I watch that new or just in general like a movie you found or something that one that kind of struck your fancy this year Logan was Logan this year yep yep I'm gonna put Lo- I'll I'll put Logan in in the place for now, but I feel like there was something else. There I know was, I've seen did other. You movies. see Spider Man? Yeah, I put Logan above Spider Man. I I thought Spider Man Homecoming was a little overrated. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but um, saying it's the greatest Spider Man movie so far, come on. I didn't think it was much better than the Amazing movies. I w- I would almost put them on the same level, to be honest. And I know some people are like, what? Amazing Spider-Man 2 was such shit! But uh, it wasn't, so go fuck yourself. I actually, I really liked Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I was surprised that it, everyone thought it was so bad when I was seeing the reviews. Yeah, me too. I mean, where else are you going to find a place where uh, uh, Electro is played by Jamie Foxx and made out of dubstep? Yeah, that is an original concept. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck did I go see in theaters? I saw Leatherface, I saw Spider-Man, I saw... Logan, uh, is that it? What the fuck came out at the beginning of the year? What about that, like, dick and butt get wedding dates? Oh, uh, that was last Mike year. Dave. Was oh, that? Was, oh, that was definitely yeah, last saw, year. We saw, yeah, it was like November of last year. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> dick and butt co get wedding dates. And it's a I, good name. I kind of hate the fact that both of us are like, oh, wait, no, we know which one he's talking about. <laughs> like, that's not. 
I wouldn't. I, that wouldn't have won. I just saw that in theaters because yeah. Shane had free tickets. Yep. To it, yeah, like that a, turned out pretty well too, because it's a movie I never would have went and saw. I would have never watched it, but I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it thoroughly, especially for it being free. That was a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. What? I should just like look at a list of movies that. I just looked at the only thing I could see on that list that I knew that you saw was Logan. Oh yeah, we also had Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty was a great season as well this year. Um, I mean, it started out where I was worried about it a little bit because it wasn't bad. It just didn't seem as good as it had been in the past. And then they really picked it up and and had another great, great overall season. I still think season two might be the best overall season out of the three, but I... I, I don't think that's saying that there's anything wrong with this, this season. Just oh, fuck. Guardians came out, too. Yeah, Guardians. Oh, yeah, Guardians was uh, was Zach's number one. I saw Guardians. I, I think I'd still put Logan over that. I mean, it's hard to compare the two, but in terms of just what was bigger to me. Guardians might be the only other one I saw in theaters. Now that I'm, like, looking through this list. Um, yeah, so I guess Logan would be mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Deadpool was year before. Yeah, Deadpool yep. was the year before. Because I was like, wait, there was another R-rated comic book movie. But... Yep. Yeah, so Logan, I guess. Sweet. Um, so yeah, now... Obviously, I'm passionate about that answer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched a lot of older movies this year. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was hard for me to think of movies that came out. Um, yeah, because, like, I, well, I mean, I watched with you The Collector and The Collection. Yeah, which were which both, were, like, way better than I expected them yep. to be. Um, yeah, fuck. Um, but let's get into uh, the uh, the wrestling topics okay. now that we're, like, a half an hour into the show. <laughs> yeah, like, our match of the years. Yeah, match of the year. Uh we kind of talked about it a, a little bit earlier, but uh, wrestler of the year uh, for me it was just because he did so many random stuff things. The fuck is um, this? Kenny Omega. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, my wrestler of the year is going to be me. <laughs> I was going to jokingly actually <laughs> for match of the year uh have you go uh match you watched and match you were in oh interesting yeah all right well so my rest of the year i got three big contenders all right styles yes uh gargano but that's kind of still building and so then gargano. i almost feel like this guy might edge out everybody and that's Chris Jericho, because of the fucking list and the festival of friendship. Yeah, just as a performer and the fact that the, he got the word "it" over. He got the word "it" over. Um, in terms of match quality, Styles all the way. Yeah, but in terms of like overall enjoyment on screen, it's between Styles and Jericho. And I, I, I you know what? I think I'm gonna give it to Jericho just because I'm gonna give Styles my match of the year. That's true. Um, but, I mean, you've got to think about Jericho's impact even already for New Japan. Yeah. He's had one in-ring appearance. Yep. 
and it's already set the internet abuzz. Well, it's like so. even Jericho's been saying he feels like he's having late career hits, like as a band. Like, yeah, he came out with an album like 20 years later, and it was good. Or it's like Scream Four compared to the rest of the series. They wait like a decade plus yeah. to come out with another movie. And shocker, it was actually one of the better ones. Yeah. Um. Definitely in the top three. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think Jericho deserves to get Wrestler of the Year for the shit he's been doing. It's been... Yeah. Everything's been fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I can see that. And it's not like his matches weren't bad either. Like, he's yeah, no, Chris for... fucking Jericho. He goes out there and he tears shit, shit apart. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Jericho. All right, cool. Um, yeah, mine was Omega. Yours was... Toriano. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's not actually true. Uh, uh, mine was Asuka. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, she just tore it up in NXT and had great matches all over the place. Yeah. And she I'll, had great matches with Emma. Then I'll edit in your explanation from last night. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like I said, we're going to split yours in two uh, for match of the year. So, match that you saw. I am going to say, I think, now I'm torn on two Styles matches here. Of said I was going to give it to him, so I'm going to give it to him. Uh, Styles and Balor and Styles and Lesnar. Both incredibly good. Um, what are what the fuck did he do earlier in the year? Because I feel like there's definitely a big one that I'm well, like, there was there looming. was the Cena feud. Was that this year? Yeah, because it was uh, Rumble. Um, oh, when he, when he dropped the title to Cena. Yep, and then Shane McMahon. Then so that means Styles this bit. year was a two-time WWE champion. Yes, he was. Because he did enter the year with the championship. Uh, I'm still going to give it to Jericho. Yeah. Because Styles will probably get next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Styles, yeah, for from Rumble, well, he started off with the Cena feud, and then he did... The, the Shane McMahon feud, which, I mean, it was Carl's match of the year, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous. Like, not the not the fact that it was his match of the year, but, like, the fact that he got that match. Like, AJ Styles got that match out of Shane McMahon. Yeah. Um, then you had the Kevin Owens feud and stuff in the summer, and then mm-hmm. you know, um, just being the man on SmackDown. I think, so, I think... A lot of fucking diehard people would want to give it to the Balor match, but I think I'm going to give it to the Lesnar match because the of the, match the dynamic. Just, yeah, the dynamic and just the fight. Yeah. Like, I enjoy me some Brock Lesnar and uh, Lesnar and Styles. Like, as soon as they made that happen, I was like, that That alone is what I watched Survivor Series for, despite every, like the other things that were pretty good, too. Yeah. But, like, that was, that was the one thing that really held up. Oh, fuck it. Uh, fucking the sleeper match uh really any match they had but new day and usos yep in hell in a cell yeah that was uh last night zach was saying like it was he was surprised no one had mentioned the new day and the Usos. that was i think when i was thinking about it i was gonna go with that fuck yeah but But it's like which match because i feel like that should be few to the year just in terms of match quality yeah like they, they steal the show every time they're up yeah and like for a little while there, the SmackDown own one the the SmackDown pay per views because you had Jinder Mahal main events yeah. were 
a little lackluster, but then it's like, holy shit. Yep. Did you see that tag match? Yeah, that they put on the pre-show. Yeah. That one that they put on the pre-show might be match of the year. Uh, I liked the Hell in a Cell better than that one. Yeah, but to be fair, but it's a gimmicked match. It's a, yeah, but so I like crazier I spots. I liked the gimmick, though. Me too. I, I enjoyed the creativity, like trapping... Uh, which Uso was <laughs> I got trapped with the kendo sticks. Yeah. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it to the Hell in a Cell match. All right. Because I don't, like, it's, uh, oh, Dustin's going to pick a Styles match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Hell in a Cell match, so all you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. How many people listen and to this? despite the... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and despite the fact, like, knowing you as long as I have, like, despite the fact that... Yes, you are a singles wrestler. Mm-hmm. You enjoy tag, like watching tag matches. I a actually lot. just won a tag team championship. That's true, you did in the the, the debut of my brand new tag team, yeah. the Freak Machines. Yeah, where we spent about six to eight minutes, me and Josh Price humping either each other or Darren Corbin to death, and then we won. What happens in my knot stays in my knot. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's the Vegas hotel, too. Yeah, what happens in the Vegas. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, But, good transition. Uh, What was your favorite match that you were in? Fuck. That's, um... mm, You know what? I do have an answer for that. Yeah, I was like, I kind of figured it would be, like, it's probably one that I wasn't there for. Uh, yeah, uh, Scott Story versus Darren Corbin at Pro Wrestling Battleground. I was there. Well, what one are you thinking about? Um, the one, you know, at first half. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm, I, you mean, you mean the, tri- the triple threat? Uh, <laughs> in terms of what how I think the match went, I think I'm still going to do the me and Corbin. Yeah. One. That was it. Was a really good match, but the one at First Ave was bigger because it was at First Ave and it was my Russell Palooza debut. Yep. But I did have a slight botch, so yeah, it happens. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> slid off a dude's back. <laughs> uh, Fucking gravity. But yeah, if hopefully it will be out soon. Uh, but yeah, go check out that that uh, Scott Story versus Darren Corbin match. Hopefully, it'll be out soon. It's out. Oh, it's out already. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And my match after that's out. Yeah, I'm literally sending the Rumble tonight. So oh, so I'm excited yeah. to watch that in six months. <laughs> I won. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was. About all we had for topics, I think. Is there... What would you say... Well, you've seen most of the Battleground shows. What would you say was, like, at least Battleground match of the year? Or Minnesota? Oh, God. One of... Excuse me. I just... I don't know if it was the best, but one of the ones that was actually surprisingly good... Um not to discount any of the talent uh one of the ones that i was actually super surprised and kind of proud of the guys uh was the uh two out of three falls tag match uh between uh famous trash uh jordy lee and joey avalon against the kid and creed connection and it was just it was 
the crowd was a lot more amped up for it than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think right after that, you had the return of Giant Griffin and Cody Rice. So it was like, oh, wow, this crowd's crazy. Was that the last match they had before? Um, I think later in the night, like the... Because they were beating down Kid and Creed, and then that's when Griffin makes the save, I think. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, but, or any of those... Because I, I really enjoy tag wrestling mm-hmm. a lot, so there was that. Um, I also, like, I almost... I didn't want to put it just because it was so fast, but my last match with Lore... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...was like, a lot of fun. Yeah, your last match with Lore... Um, but I was think... Was Stonehenge match... My match was Stonehenge. Yeah. Like, the, like, it was like a, like, five-minute sprint, but it was, like, really good. Did I wrestle Stonehenge this year? Yeah, I can't remember if it was this year or last year, that's why. What? I think it was last. I think it was... I think I've only wrestled Stonehenge in, uh, the breakout title tournament and then the first blood. Okay. Unless, yeah, it was, it was the breakout title tournament. Which was, was last of, year. Yeah, that was last year. Because um, I, cause no, I, ha- I had that championship for, uh, I think, a year. If Jeez. Like, pretty close. It was a long time. Wow. I mean, was it a year? I, th- I can't even if remember. You, it, you might be correct, yeah. Hot damn. Because you, you had it for a while, and then... No yeah, wonder you the lost got it. sick of me. You lost it. To, you lost it to Lore. Lore lost it to Airwolf, and then Airwolf's had it since. So. Yeah. It didn't. Lord draw like he lost it. His match it was after like the me. next show. Yeah, maybe he had one defense. If it, no, I think he had one defense because I think he um, went against Petey Brown once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he they had the most the best opening I think I've seen to a match where fucking Petey Brown was doing his dancing bullshit and then like, put his hand up in the air to like touch hands and Lord just slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> I just, I almost shit my pants. That was so funny. Anyway, yeah. I didn't because uh-huh. that's the biggest fear I have in wrestling is that I'll shit yeah. myself. That's why you wear black. It is why I wear black. I've come close, you guys. You don't even know. <laughs> I used to crop dust the crowd at primetime on every entrance. Well, they deserved it. Mm-hmm. So. Just like a little burp, 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 burp. <laughs> They're doing their last show in January. It's fine. I'm not on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's all we've got for this week. Uh, so plugs and upcoming events. Um, I think same upcoming events as last time. Got Russell Palooza on the sixth, which is actually the next show I'm doing. Nice. I'm off all the way until then. Which I think is, you know what? It'd be nice to go into that as fresh as possible because I think I I need to heal up a little bit. Yeah. Um, be able to focus on being in the gym and stuff and not falling on my back. Um, fucking the Pro Wrestling Battleground 11th anniversary is on the 13th, yep, 13th. of January. And then, uh, which I will be in the main event for the breakout or not. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? Uh, the Pro Wrestling Battleground Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I'm five. Against Super Thunder Frog. And Venom in a triple threat. And Venom, yep. And then on January 20th, I will be defending the MIW Championship against Eric Cannon. So, 
uh don't fucking miss that one yeah that was and i i was i was jokingly making sure i didn't pick any of your matches for matches like for oh yeah why would you do, why would you want to do that eh, I'm <laughs> hypercritical of your stuff usually yeah um, oh scott story is getting beat up until he weirdly gets on the top turnbuckle <laughs> It's pretty much the formula for most of your matches. There's really not a good way to sneak a swanton in there, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, your match with Cannon the last time you guys faced each other was really good. So. Uh, which one? The one I actually saw, the Where which was, was way back in Hamill. In Hamill? Yeah, I think it was last At that time. outdoor show? Yeah. Was that in the summer? That was when you were hungover. Wait. No, that was last year. No, that was my not. I almost yeah. threw up during his entrance. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. So, I don't know if I should talk. I probably did talk about this. I think you did, yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit too many of the reds. I believe they were reds mangoes, and I <laughs> drank like four of them. And I accidentally got way too stupid on night one of Fully Loaded. And then night two, I had to wrestle Eric Cannon and fucking... <laughs> I, I threw up twice before the match. Was like laying, literally laying on the floor in the locker room before the match. Did my entrance, stood there. As soon as his music hits, my mouth starts salivating like I'm going to barf. And I was just like, oh, I need to make a decision here. I got to somehow work in that I'm going to go to the back and throw up and then come back and wrestle a match. I even thought about like trying to run away under the ring and throwing up or just thinking, would it be hilarious if I just sprinted straight to the bathroom? And then you like it just gets silent. You just hear, and then I come out with an attitude. But <laughs> um, uh, that is the joy of those double shot weekends. Actually, I think I did wrestle Cannon at Forest Lake this year, though. Yeah, you did. Like earlier, um, maybe I should have picked. Mm, nah, never mind. I was gonna say my match where I won the MIW title back, but. Eh. I'm not gonna pick that one. I'm gonna stick yeah. with or, or the first time you won that, which was also this year, when I won the title. Yeah. No, it wasn't was it? Oh fuck, it was. Yeah, it was April. Yeah. God damn, I only had that belt for like the summer. Yeah. And then, well, I got it again. Yeah. But. Um. But King is back, bitch. Uh. Twitter stuff. Oh. At the Scott Story on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and prowrestlingtees.com/slash Scott Story. Uh yeah, you know what I I looked at my um my Facebook fan page and saw that there's four more people following my page but not liking it. Yeah, uh, that's like, it's like that on <laughs> just uh, fucking like it. <laughs> it's like that on my Knocked Out Entertainment page as well. Yeah, who's doing this? I don't know. Who's like you know what? I want to see what you're doing, but I don't want to give you the fucking satisfaction. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me at Knocked Out Entertainment on Facebook, uh, knockedoutentertainment.com, and Knocked Out Films on Instagram, Twitter, that stuff. You can follow me on the street. You can follow me to work. Don't. Um, I've had somebody do that. Don't do. Don't throw that out there. Really, just follow me anywhere. Anywhere I go, you can follow me down. Every breath you take. Yeah. In case you forgot, Shane's still here. Yeah. He's just been eating. Shane's been eating Taco Bell and being silent. All right, thanks. Uh. All right, guys. So uh, 
We've got the Fantasy Hangover crew minus uh, one. Um, I'll let you figure out which one that is. It's Chris. Yeah. Because it's never Chris. <laughs> it's never not Chris. It's never not Chris. Uh, and we're gonna we're we're talking about our uh, our year's favorites uh, for the Knocked Out Entertainment website here. Um, kind of a media review, an yeah. all around media review. Yeah. So our our editor Kyle here is bringing us together to uh, discuss. I'm really kind of intersplice this in the episode. Uh, to discuss some fun things. Um, and apparently he doesn't really care about showmanship. He just wants it to be said what we like. So whatever, Kyle. Um, <laughs> so let's go with uh, with player NFL player of the year. Zach, who is your NFL player of the year? My NFL player of the year is actually an addition on the defensive side to the number one defense in the NFL, and that is going to be Calais Campbell. Ooh, he all six foot nine of <laughs> that defensive end has come into Jacksonville and just been on an absolute tear. He's got thirteen and a half sacks right now, third in the league in sacks. Just a great year, and honestly, probably defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, I would I would agree there. Um, I would I would say that there's a couple guys that I like for defensive player of the year, but I think he is the leader. Yeah, I, I like uh, rookie Lashawn Lattimore actually for defensive player of the year discussion, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I think that Campbell is the leader. I dig it. I dig that sucker. Let me clear my throat. Oh, did I go somewhere else? Yep. Okay. Uh, so uh, my player of the year, um, I actually have co-players of the year because between the two of them, it's about a full NFL season. Huh. Uh, and that's Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. Oh, I like that. Yeah, uh, fair so enough. So I think if either of them played the full year, that uh, I think if they both played the full year, it would be a discussion between the two for me. Um, okay. With, with neither playing the full year, I think I think Carson Wentz might have won MVP. Yeah. Um, if you played the full year, I mean, it's hard not to give it to him, especially if they continue to have won and he had the games that Foles have had um, the last couple of weeks, even. Um, yep. And then with Deshaun Watson, he was just, he's so good. Man. He was, a, he was a leader as a quarter, as a rookie quarterback, which you do not see often in NFL. Mm-hmm. He is a, he is one of those, those talents that you see that it's, it's just, you know, they talked about it with Andrew Luck, but you see it with someone like Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He, he his first career touchdown was a 45-yard run on a broken pass play and where he was making defenders miss. It was fantastic. He's, he, he took a team that, um, without him, is mediocre. And made oh, they're them, not even mediocre. They're They're, they're worse than mediocre. <laughs> and made them a, a league leader uh, in, in a lot of different categories. So, yeah. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson would have been my player of the year since he didn't play the whole year. I'm giving him I'm giving him co co status with Carson once. Sounds good. Uh, my player of the year is also going to come on the defensive side. I thought about Marshawn Lattimore because he has had a stellar year for being a rookie. Yeah, yes. Um, but I'm kind of go, going to go with a homer pick, and I'm going to pick uh, Rhodes closed. I knew the second you said defense, that's where you're going. Xavier Rhodes. I mean, statistically wise, it's he hasn't lit up the world. Um, he has two interceptions on the year. He has nine passes defended. Um, but he's causing he's got, opposing number one receivers to not blow up the statistical exactly. world. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the breadth of his work on who he's gone against or the you know the entire year, he's gone up against Michael Thomas. He's gone up against Antonio Brown, um, Jordy Nelson. Um, going down to just going down the list here. Um, he shut down the Rams. He shut down Julio Jones. He shut down a who's who of NFL receivers yeah. this year. He has shut down your entire first round of 
fantasy football <laughs> wide receivers. Yeah. Fair. Um, the dude has put together a stellar year. He just got uh, voted to the Pro Bowl this year. He's well-deserving. He, he's my – he's maybe not the defensive MVP, but he, he should be talked about for it at least. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I do want to give two special shout-outs since we did mention them. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell both had fantastic seasons. Let's keep it going. I'll give a shout-out to uh, Rob Gronkowski. Even with a few misses, I mean, he had a great yep. year. Great year no, as a tight yeah. end, still the best tight end in the league, even with a couple misses. Yeah. Shout out to rookie running backs. <laughs> Just Alvin in Kam- general, rookie Alvin running Kamara, backs. Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Corey Clement even has had, Corey Clement had a few a really good year. games for sure. For sure. Uh, Marlon Max had some some flashes. Uh, I mean, there's been there's some some niceness there for sure. <laughs> All right, Carl, you had your. Uh, for favorite video games, Carl, I think had the most clear cut in his mind. It, yeah. Oh, it was it wasn't really close for me. Uh, my video game of the year was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I spent way too many hours playing this game. Um, I mean, from the first moment that you're brought into it, you're sitting there with a pretty much half-naked Link with three three hearts going, okay, what's going on? You can climb pretty much anything. It's an entirely immersive um, landscape. landscape. You can climb everything. You can cut down trees. Uh, you can start fires. You can you cook food to regain health. Um, you can hang out with Falco. You get you get to hang out with Falco. Um, it's it blended everything that I loved about RPGs with everything that I loved about the Legend of Zelda, and it was just this amazing culmination of what I've always wanted a Legend of Zelda game to be. Um, I mean, you go into the mountains, you have to wear warm clothes so you don't freeze to death. If you're in you know the desert, you have to wear you know clothes that you can breathe in, otherwise you will. Uh, get heat exhaustion and die like it's it, just the amount of depth in this game and the amount that you can do the different armors you can get all of your weapons break after a certain amount of time which gets a little annoying at times but it's it also has to it makes you strategize and think about okay so I'm going into this uh, going into this dungeon what do I need to be able to survive this so I'm not stuck you know throwing a rock at this person but even that that being said if you do run out of weapons, you can pick up a rock and throw it at your opponent. It's not going to do nearly as much as a sword, but it, you can still do it. This is the most I've seen Carl talk. The, I No, like, I got annoyed on Carl's behalf while watching him play <laughs> for the amount of times the weapons broke. It's like, really? Again? I, yeah. I, yeah. I gotta say two things about this game. One, I almost bought a Switch just so I could play this game. I wouldn't have played any really other games on there except for Zelda. And two, I watched about five minutes worth of gameplay uh, from Johnny, our other friend. Yeah, I and I was like, "This is a game I could probably put a hundred hours into." I've probably watched Carl play a few hours of this game. Yeah, um, it's it's fun to to yeah. see it happen. I mean, there's the spots I've seen him play look super complicated in ways, but I mean, even just sitting at like the the like mini games that I would watch him play it's just like the angle of how you have to hit a thing to get it to a specific spot and move this magnet here mm-hmm. and there and I'm just sitting behind him going oh go a little you know you know backseat gaming which is sometimes annoying but it's figuring out riddles essentially and so yeah it, it works at times uh so it, it's it looks like a fun game um I haven't played it yet uh but I'm sure I will yeah in a world where we get repeats of games you know we get new call of duties every year we get new maddens every year new nhl games it's nice to see a fresh breath 
of oh, Wild. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, no, bad joke. Uh, it's nice to see a new a new game kind of take over that top spot and be you know not a sport or a repeating game every year that takes over that number one spot for sure. So anyway, that was my game of the year. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going into my game. Uh, I I took a little bit of a tough tough route with this one, but I decided to go with Cuphead. Um, for those of you that don't know, it is a 1920s style cartoon video game. It's a side scroller, but man, is it difficult. Carl, I heard you watch Adam play a round of Cuphead. Um, I watched Adam play, and I played a few rounds myself. And oh, that game, it's so frustrating, but it is so rewarding when you beat a level. <laughs> I oh my ah oh. the the first weekend I bought that game, I it was only twenty dollars on the on the store, so you know it's not a very expensive game. I put probably 20 hours into it the first two days I had it, got to the final boss and said, F this, I'm out. I, <laughs> I have not beaten the game because I I tried probably 15, 20 times to get past that final boss, and then I watched someone do it on YouTube, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. Outside of my skill set. Outside Go. of my skill set. I don't have the patience for this. I would have broken a controller <laughs> had I kept on playing yeah. It's it's an interesting looking game. I mean, it's stylistic. It's like you said, it's the 1920s kind mm-hmm. of style. Kind of looks like Felix the Cat, if you remember that. Yeah, like very, very much so, yeah. Um, God, it, I so it's really interesting. It's not really a kid's game. No. Um, even though it's it, terrible. it looks like it would be a kid's game, it is not a kid's Do game. Do you know what the premise behind the game is, Shane? I know a little bit about it, but but not not enough so to... Essentially, what it boils down to is these two figures had their, lost their souls to the devil... In a, cra- in a game of craps in a casino and then in order to get their souls back they had to work for him by collecting the souls of other beings and other people or not other people other beings that were you know late on turning themselves in mm-hmm. so they essentially became the devil's henchmen yeah I, it, it's a cool sounding game I've seen gameplay yeah. of it. it it looks like a lot of fun it's advertised everywhere it's all patterns especially for an indie game that being advertised like that is crazy yeah it's all about learning mm-hmm. patterns really that's all the game is mm-hmm. but anyways that, that's all I have to say go ahead Shane alright uh, so my game of the year is a little bit tougher for me because a lot of the games I've played did not come out this year Really? Oh, um, gotcha. Really? Final Fantasy Nine. Final, Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Nine was obviously years and years ago. Uh, Final Fantasy uh, Fifteen was last year, so it doesn't really count for Game of the Year. Uh, one game that I played this year, but I haven't gotten as far enough in. I'm actually going to play it again tomorrow night. Uh, Resident Evil Seven, um, which I like. <laughs> um, I like the game, but uh, the game I'm going to go with is Player Unknown Battleground PUBG. Um, this is actually going to be on a lot of people's list for Game of the Year. Probably. Um, it's it's a game that I haven't played a lot of. It's not really the style that I normally play, but I've watched a lot of people play this game, and I've played a bit of this game and super enjoyed the style of it. So what this one is is that you get dropped into a a, a, a battlefield, um, a, an island, uh, and there's houses that are that have guns and supplies in them you run in you try to collect these you're planted online against uh, up to 100 people uh and then you, you just try to be the last one to survive um they gradually close the area of the island that you can be in so if you're caught in one of those outside things they start dropping bombs on you uh, and you, you gradually lose life it's just it, it's super innovative it's super fun you can as you it, you get points for uh kills you get points for 
Um, it, well, I mean, it just improves your style if you run and raid every single house because you can improve your gun, improve your... Because uh, you don't have any um, armor or any guns or anything when you get dropped in there. So you have to find everything to start out and then build your character and go. And this all happens in like a 20-minute span because that's how long a game lasts. Oh, jeez. It's, it's... I mean, it's Sounds fast like way pace. too much. It's fast paced. It's it's fun to both play and watch. Um, I'm not very good at first person, or I guess this is over the shoulder third person shooter, which I'm a better, a little bit better at than first person. But um, I'm not too great at shooter games in general. Um, so I didn't play very well, but I had a, I had a super fun time watching other people play it. There is another game that is extremely. It's pretty much the exact same concept. It's a it's a little bit more cartoony. Um, it's called Fortnite. Yep, it, it actually got sued for uh, stealing the, the gimmick, and yeah. uh, it essentially settled outside of lawsuits because they did completely steal the gimmick. Yeah, it's it is the exact same gimmick, except you can um, like build ramps and like build walls to help protect yourself and stuff like that. Yep. But essentially, you're you know, it's the exact same thing. You're dropped into a battlefield with a hundred other people, and little by little, it's called like the eye of the storm. Like the eye continually shrinks and yep. Um, so it's the exact same concept. It's a little bit more cartoony. Um, I think um, PUBG set it. PUBG's a little bit better just because it's it's got a little more realism to it, um, yeah. which doesn't necessarily make a game better. But um, it's, it's just my preference. Yeah, for, yeah, for shooter games at least. Um, but I think the other thing is uh, Fortnite is free. Yeah, whereas PUBG I think is twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some money behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any ever any way to promote something make it free yeah because totally. what's going to happen is if they eventually do because it's the uh game that crows fortnite is only in beta it's yeah. not even yeah it's, it's in its final beta. state it's not a finished product yet so they could easily turn this game and say we're going to make it 60 dollars, and they're going to make bank whenever they do finish the beta they'll, they'll do well i i yeah i, I agree with what you're saying all right. uh, yeah, we're going to go on to favorite movie of the year. And because I have yet to see Star Wars, so it won't be on my list, but it might be my favorite. Who knows? But I haven't had time to see it. You should probably edit that out. No, because I don't have freaking time to go see it before we record. Dude, I feel I feel you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll fa- start then. Movie. Yeah, you start. <laughs> My favorite movie of the year is Star Wars: Last Jedi. Um, Do I need to walk away so you can talk about it? No, because Carl no, hasn't seen it. Either. Carl hasn't seen okay. it either. I'm not going to bring up a lot of things. I'll just bring up general uh, feelings that I have okay. towards it. Um, How does it make you feel, Shane? It's getting a lot of mixed uh, reactions from people, and I feel like a lot of people that are super, super into Star Wars. Um, have more mixed reactions to a lot of the little things. I'm one of those people that um, have the mixed reactions. It, it to and, and a lot of it is little things where it comes to g- generally the way Star Wars normally builds. And I feel like this movie took the way that Star Wars normally builds and kind of threw it out the window and said, "Hey, you know, it, it normally this would go here, but we're not going there. We're going we're going to take this elsewhere." And I liked that about it, okay. um, especially following a movie that uh, with Force Awakens that essentially just redid the original. Um, I mean, it 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 was 
I mean, Force Awakens was great. I thought it was yeah. really good. Um, but it was just, it was just a, a, essentially a reboot more so than a sequel where it, you could have said that this is, if you didn't bring in, uh, if you called Han Solo something else and didn't bring in some of the older, older characters, you could just pretend it like it was, it was a whole new series. Yeah. Um, that they were rebooting the original movie and this is just the way that they're doing it now. Um, and this one said, we're not doing a reboot. We're changing things around. We're changing the, the, we're changing the way this world works a little bit because it's, it's been years and we're changing the way that, that dynamics amongst characters works a bit. And I, I loved it. Um, there, there are little things that I didn't enjoy when it comes to the way you build a world. Um, and I won't get diving deep into that, obviously, because there's people here. Yep. Um, but, outside of those little things that didn't take me out of the movie at the time but are good discussion were things at the afterwards i mean i was it's it's a two and a half hour long movie that at no point in time was i like man this is going for a while like every time that that even i was like occurred that the movie was was going on for a while my thought was this isn't ending anytime soon and i don't want it to yeah like i i i loved it there's action-packed it was it was just a treat it was a movie that I went into not sure what to expect, and it was just a treat for me. And okay. I really appreciate that. And we should we should have a conversation off mic without oh, the other two. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think you and I could have a fun conversation about this yeah. one. Um, but yeah, so... Chris, or Carl, do you want to go next? Carl. Kyle, do you want to go? Yep. Yeah, we go around. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Um, my favorite movie that I've seen since I have not seen Star Wars yet. Um, I went... I had... There were kind of two choices, but I chose to go with uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, it was the third movie in the Thor trilogy. And about the 111th in the Marvel Universe? Something like that. Not, it's, like, it's, like it's, not, it's like 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Um, <laughs> anyway, this was by far my favorite, like, by far the best Thor movie of the three in my yes. Oh, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that 100%. Um, it was the most, it was a it kind of had a, a little bit of a Guardians of the Galaxy feel in that it was, was going to say that too. It was just a very fun movie, like uh, the dynamic between the Hulk and Thor, and just Hulk actually having a character in this movie, just it, speaking like a like voice, a, a vocal yep, character, a, a vocal character yeah. with some depth to him, actually. Yeah. which they could have easily made him like, oh, Hulk mad, Hulk. Da, 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 da. That's what they've done in the past with Hulk. Exactly, characters. Yeah. and so seeing him actually get a character and get depth and development. So many years afterwards, it's like, oh my god, where has this been? Um, also, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was... <laughs> he was so weird, pretty, but I'm, so good. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a script, and the director just sort of went, hey, Jeff, you just you just do whatever. Here, Here's what needs to happen. Just you say whatever. They gave him a rough outline. Yeah, what, exactly. Like going back to college days and writing papers. Here's like, an outline. Here's what we want. Now let's I'm go pretty sure Jeff. they actually said, hey, Jeff, just act like you're in college again. Very given given who directed it, not out of the realm of possibilities. Yep. It's the same director that did uh, what we, what do, we in do in the shadows. Oh, so good! Is amazing. Uh, Never heard of it. Uh, it's obviously it's the Flight of the Concords guys because uh, they're all in the movie. Uh, well, Flight of the Concords as a show is not very good because the mm. production's garbage i still enjoy play the i've heard, as a show. I've heard fantastic it's hard, things about it. i've just never gotten it's hard it. to watch now from my perspective of like this show looks like garbage yeah like but I, it's I always that, yeah. funny and i appreciate everything else those guys have done but and of course the director gave himself one of the funnier roles in the movie too of course 
Uh, the director was the rock guy. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I did not expect that voice. The whole time I was hearing that, I was like, I recognize this guy. Yeah. Where do I recognize him from? And I was like, oh, what we do in the shadows. Yep. He's one of the vampires. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was completely fantastic. It was just yeah, fun. It was, yeah. it was fun, and it was a great setup to um, Black Panther. Well, not, not Black Panther, because I think it was a great setup to Infinity War. Oh, especially yes. Like at, um, just kind of wrapping up most of what was happen- happening in outer space at that point. Which, I know that Infinity Wars comes out in May. May, right? Yes. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Black like May Panther's 28th in or something. February and yeah, then February I, I am putting my stake in claim right now that I think Black Panther will be the best Marvel movie of 2018. I think that's very possible. It, I, I, I love everything I, I see about it. I haven't seen any previews. Mm-hmm. I'm a kind of guy that doesn't watch previews for movies that I want to see. I will watch a teaser trailer, but I will not watch a full preview. Okay. Uh, when it's, I won't uh, watch either. Or I won't try <laughs> to watch a full preview. If I see it at a, at a movie theater, then... I almost screamed the yeah. other day because when I saw Star Wars, they played the Infinity War trailer, and I was, I was. I'm fine with the teaser mind. trailer because because a teaser trailer normally comes out far enough before a movie that I'll forget yeah, some of the little bits yeah. in there because they don't they don't focus on a scene yeah. long enough for me to fully remember a scene. No, I, I give you that, but I I highly highly believe that this that Black Panther will be just the best Marvel movie of 2018. It's got a really good cast, too. Really? Yeah. I, haven't oh, looked, man. I, I think I looked at the cast a while back. I know I saw Michael B. Jordan's. In Michael it. B. Jordan. Isn't yep. he one of the main villains? He is the main villain. The, yeah. the main villain. Um, him, him and um, Andy Serkis. Yep, Andy Serkis, yep. which is also awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've got... Uh, <laughs> you've got Bilbo and... <laughs> I was about to say you got Martin Freeman yeah. as a sporting character in there as well. Uh, you got uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, who is amazing as an actress. Yeah. Oh my god, she's good. Um, uh, that's um, Chadwick. That's Michonne in The Walking Dead. Right? No, no, no. That, uh, but Peter... she's she's in that. She's in Black Panther, isn't she? Is she? I'm I almost don't positive. Believe... She is. I'm not sure. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is the voice of um, the little the little. Uh, not Yoda, uh, yeah. uh, person from uh, Force Awakens. Um, yeah. Uh, she's also uh, she's in a lot of stuff. She's yeah, she's in oh, Twelve Years a Slave. Crazy, uh, crazy bug yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I I think it's gonna be great. So, Kyle, do you have a? Uh, no. What is your favorite? Because we'll oh. end with mine. Okay. Segway. Yep. My favorite movie of the year. Um. <sighs> I'm going to give you the more popular answer here, and I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, it's popular because of me. No, it's more popular because I don't feel like catching flack from my other one. Well, um, well what, what was your other one going to be first? Justice League. I haven't seen it, so I can't I also comment. haven't seen it, so I can't yeah. judge it. Okay, I, I've heard but, better um, things about Justice League than some other movies. Okay. Although I still, I almost said Wonder Woman this, for this my favorite movie because I thought Wonder Woman was fantastic. Yeah, Wonder Woman was good, um, but... So I'll go. With, I'll, we'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Two. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, it they pick up right where they left off as these a group of just a bunch of mercenaries essentially yep. that are partnering together. You have Baby Groot, which was fantastic. That opening scene when oh, Baby Groot's God. dancing. Yeah. To, no, the uh, scene in the, the scene in the like in the brain in the heart when he's trying to point out the button sequence. Oh my, yeah. that one too. That yeah. stole the show for me. I was hysterical. Yep. He kept on going to press the wrong button. That I was fantastic. Groot. But I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. No. no! <laughs> 
but it, the story was great. The two second appearance by David Hasselhoff was fantastic, <laughs> uh, and completely unexpected. I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, but the way that they just did everything, it was it was a perfect setting. I got teary eyed at one moment of that movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I might not be agreed, but when he's like having that moment, um, and I guess spoiler alerts. Because this yeah, is a big spoiler. spoiler. If you haven't yeah, seen this, this yet, I, I don't feel bad. Um, that that moment when uh, his mind is like being taken over, and he's got the star eyes. Oh and, yeah. And Kurt Russell's character, ego, the Living Planet, is like telling him, and then he's just like, "I didn't even want to kill your mom." And right then, oh, just the, the eyes clear out, and he goes, and and then like that that one moment just made him go completely clear and go, "What?" Like yeah. I was just like, oh, oh no, yeah, just, oh you yeah, got messed just, up now. Yeah, just <laughs> that. I was so sad that I had to give her that brain tumor. What? Yeah, that oh. was, that like the sadness that Chris <laughs> I saw in Chris Pratt at that moment. Yep, was like it was just like oh, it like it hit me. Yeah. Um, although I also had one of my biggest laughing moments of the year when they started playing catch when they were when they were doing the the oh, ball yeah. the energy, the energy ball energy and I went like the second they're like all right turn it into a ball and I was like no <laughs> oh no and then they started playing catch with it I just lost oh although the nipples is the best part <laughs> ah, yeah. my that's the joke they set up at the beginning <laughs> although to, I, to yeah. oh yeah oh yeah sensitive nipples yep I will say my favorite scene out of the movie though was honestly when Yondu and Rocket and Groot are walking through the thing as Yondu's messing everybody up yeah. with his yes that's brain controlled arrow I guess you'd call it and he's just hundreds on hundreds of bodies just falling from the ceiling it was great yeah, and and baby Groot gets revenge on yep. that one guy. Great, he's Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, that was <laughs> another another one too. Another great scene is the jail scene when he keeps on bringing back the random stuff. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know this is another one that got flack because it was a, a lot of it was more of the same uh, from the first movie, yeah. um, and a lot a lot of people said that it did not build anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which both. That's maybe. BS. It um, did. I mean, there's there's a post credit scene that definitely built something for later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. But uh, oh, Adam Warlock. They might actually do an Adam Warlock movie. Um, and that's well, when we get to. Or no, was that Thor that we find out that Stanley's basically a watcher? Oh, no, that was that's, Thor. That, that, that's, no, no, no that's, that is Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians, too. Guardians yeah. too. Yeah, because they're flying through space. And he's, yep, and he's telling stories to the watchers. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's why he's been in every movie because yeah. he's a watcher. Uh, but but oh, yeah, a would... lot. Of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what they're that? implying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Spoiler I, alert. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love Marvel, and I just I never knew that. All right, yeah. interesting. He's a human watcher though, because he needs a ride home. Um, <laughs> um, but but a lot of people gave this this flack in those regards. But I mean, even with even with any of those arguments, my my argument back is, I laughed my ass off during this movie, oh, and, and I loved every minute of it. If I had to pick one negative, and you know, there's always a negative or something. It has to be the robot girl that puts herself back together. His... Oh, the blue um, one. Yeah, you're you're talking about. Uh, I keep wanting to say Gamora, but that's obviously it's not Nebula. the right Nebula. 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 Um, yeah, she was the one thing I just didn't really care for in the movie. I I I, I like that character, but yeah. there's some things that I, I wish that especially by the fact that she had a more she should have had a more broad 
amount of emotions in this one yeah. that they played off because um, she just she was very one she was very one dimensional yeah. even even with the added I'm I'm doing quotation marks yeah. and nobody listening can see um, added emotional impact that she had with Gamora with the you know sister love and things like that even with that she still played everything with with just the the one kind of tone yeah yep. and and, and i, I have a feeling was, that that's how it was directed yeah that was that was how it was because karen gillum is a much is a very good actress yeah, i mean i've seen her play yep. a lot of great emotions okay. yeah. um she was in doctor who she was a companion oh gotcha, um, okay. and she's the she's the redhead in jumanji yep which i'm excited oh, okay. for actually oh, i think that looks I like it's gonna, it's gonna be a gonna lot be of fun hilarious. i think I it's think gonna it, be great i think it's gonna yeah. be great shane will you go see that with me oh totally yeah i can't yeah. find anybody else oh yeah that comes out wednesday i think tomorrow yeah we'll make a plan to go see that then um uh yeah so then uh finally mine and i realized i can actually talk to you at least about it. it um it is uh kingsman the golden circle uh, it's oh, so I'm gonna good step, i'm gonna step away for a minute so you can okay um just just yell my name when i right. can we watch the that after this podcast yeah uh, yeah we can yeah i have it i know that's it's why I'm, so I, that good was a legit question like, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. Zach. Yeah. Looking at Zach, talking to Kyle. Zachy Ice. Uh, is it? uh about two hours, two, a little bit less than two. All right, cool. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm still gonna step up. Yes. Uh, uh, you should step out too, then, because you haven't seen it. All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah. So we will make this help? very quick. Yeah. And then make oh, the wrestling discussion. Oh my God! I still very quick. I still love the opening yeah, moment. Yeah, I know, but that's we yeah. will we will shout your names after we gush. We will about shout this movie. Shout. We'll let it all out. <laughs> um. So, I still love in the theater the opening moments of this movie when I sat there listening to the orchestra playing, and I turned to Kyle and go, "Is this country rose?" <laughs> and again, spoiler alert. I don't want to give away the fact that yes, it's Country Road. I'm like, oh, yeah. I figured it out on like yeah. the next note. Like yeah. he was just like he like looked at me, uh, and then I heard the next note. I went, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. what this is. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is a plot point. Um, and just it was fun. It's that's the kind of the theme of all four of yeah. our favorite movies. Yeah. Is they're just super fun. Yeah, it was like it was dumb. It was fun. Like. Yes, there are problems with it, both like technically and it's a spy movie. It's really, really sexist. There's, there's, there's definitely sexism yeah. involved. Um, um, there's, there's some moments involving women in this movie that made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, oh, you went way too far yeah, with this. Um, no, why are you doing that? And but also, like, to, not to justify it, but you also know in that moment. The character's thinking the exact same yes. thing. It's like, oh my god, what am I doing? And that's actually a little bit of what they were going for, because yeah. they were going for, like, this is a spy movie, this is how spy movies are done, and we want to show you that it is uncomfortable. It is yeah. not a thing that people like. Um, and and they're playing off some of that, and it it, it, it doesn't really lose anything from the first one, in no, my regard. I mean, just, just as action-packed... Um, um, and diff and different, in just each. as rewatchable. Yeah, like we're like we said, we're literally going to rewatch it after this recording. Um, and yeah, just 
crazy. Like and it still was heart wrenching at times. Oh my god, it's so heart wrenching. Just like the first one was. Like, I'm not gonna give away the big one, but like you get everyone in the Kingsman dies. Yeah. Except for Eggie and and, and Merlin. Not not Lancelot. Lancelot dies. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we get like Roxy gets killed like early on, and it's like, oh no. Because we really liked her from the first movie. But then... They're essentially get... trying to take away everything from Eggsy that he loves. Yep. And... Yes. And then we get to get introduced to the statesmen who were awesome. Yeah. Um, Just... I mean, it's it's Halle Berry. It's Channing Tatum. It's... Jeff it's Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Oh, God. I love Pedro, Jeff Bridges. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal in, doing great job. Yeah, doing I, great job in... I mean, he's not Oberyn, but he's still pretty cool. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. You know, the... Uh, the the Spanish Brit uh, guy playing yeah. a New York um, it's it's just oh, it's fantastic York, yeah it's great New York Texan uh, the villain of the movie is uh, Julian Moore, Moore and freaking Elton John Elton John oh my Elton god John. yes that's all um, that needs to be said I would say Jul- the only thing I could say about this movie is that Julian Moore to me was a step down from Sam uh, Samuel Jackson yes and that had more to do with the character and the the dynamic of the character because Samuel Jackson had a lot of um, like little ticks to his character that yeah. I really enjoyed that brought like kind of a I mean even with such a cartoony gimmick uh, uh, kind of a uh, even with such a cartoony gimmick it brought a emotion to the char- character that you can kind of get with that like they're like oh yeah he's doing this but he doesn't like this and yeah. and uh, but with Julianne Moore it was less so in that and she was just more of a um, Stepford wife yeah. <laughs> who, was, yeah. who was a villain like, yep. um, but yeah we'll, th- we'll kind of leave it at that go see it it's great yeah, it's, it's, the blu-ray just came out so it's great yep super good we wait for Carl Shane your match of the year okay so my match of the year is gonna be uh, something that happened at the very beginning of this year um, I really of ours. <laughs> I, I actually you know what I'm, I'm not gonna do it I'm gonna do the one that I wanna do I'm do doing Toriano versus Kenny Omega I love I I I've rewatched this match a it's couple like times. It's like five minutes long. It's, it's so good. Fun. There's there's tape involved. There's it's so, it's it's a gimmick match. It is a hundred percent a gimmick match, and it's amazing to watch. And the thing is, there's a gift of a DVD. It's wonderful, <laughs> but it's not really a DVD. No, oh, I have to. It's not. I have to act. I have to show you because uh, it's on New Japan World now. The Toriyanu versus Colt Cabana match. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> um, the the fun part about this match to me was that because of how gimmicky it was, there were two moments in the match that I thought Toriyanu might have won. Like, and it was, and Omega did a great job of waiting until the very last moment to kick out and and or jump in the ring. Um, like, there was a couple moments in this match that I thought Toriano had won the match, and it excited me to no end, because if you don't know me, I for no reason love Toriano so much. Yes. yes. It's, I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, in case you didn't hear, his match heard. was okay. But before, before I really started getting into New Japan, which I do have to thank Kyle for, yeah. I always referred to Toriano as, oh, that guy that Shane loves. Yeah, that's what his name was for months. Yep. Uh, 
but that's that's my match of the I mean when it comes to actual wrestling and and technical wrestling match yeah. it's it's going to be uh at Royal Rumble uh 2017 John Cena versus AJ Styles. Yeah. Fun match. I mean two guys that put on well even though the C- wrong guy went over. Yeah, that's true. Uh Cena whenever he's wrestling a guy that can wrestle has great matches. AJ Styles whenever he's wrestling a person that can uh or an inanimate, his level. or an inanimate object. I mean, AJ Styles can have a good match against whoever jumps in the ring with him. James Ellsworth. I was actually going <laughs> to going to tweet this out after, especially after this weekend. Has AJ Styles surpassed Shawn Michaels as best in ring performer of all time? Uh hmm. Give me, give me another another year with with AJ Styles at, at the top of I, the best, the the biggest company in the world, and and then I'll I'll have an answer for you. Yeah. I say yes, and I never thought about that until you brought it up. Yeah. The reason why I say yes is because name a time when AJ Styles hasn't been professional in a wrestling ring. Uh that's I can name two times that Shawn Michaels has right off the top of my head. I can name a time I was there watching him take his pants off with his belt around his waist. <laughs> yeah, um, so well that was that was <laughs> scripted unprofessionalism though. I'm talking like Hogan, Shawn Michaels, where Shawn just gets pissed off. But oh my god, so I love good. it. No, it was great. That's one of my favorite but, matches of all time. But you don't see that kind of stuff out of AJ Styles. You see a very professional guy who for years was always thrown under the bus in TNA by the new WWE guy that they that left that company, Christian Cage, uh, Kurt Angle. He was always made to be their lackey. I did like Christian when Cage. When he was a better performer than I them. I love Christian. And can I go to mine? Because it, yeah, it yes. actually goes off yep. of this tangent. So my favorite match this year, it was like, I almost said uh, Dunbr- Dunbait um, just at TakeOver. Cause that yeah, because it was great. Good. It was great. My favorite match was honestly Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Fair. It was the match of the night at WrestleMania. Right. I mean, AJ Styles got a four star match out of Shane friggin' McMahon. (laughs) Yep. I mean, like, the dynamics between them were good in the ring. Um, The pacing was good. I mean, for a Shane McMahon match, it was good. Um, he hit the you know coast to coast the you know Styles Clash phenomenal. Form. And Shane McMahon didn't have to jump thirty seven feet off of something to have but an exciting he, match. But he, but did, he did eventually. He did a shooting star. He press, did do though. a shooting yeah. star press, which he it got, was the craziest looking. He it was up, the most stiff looking shooting went, star press. Ever he seen. went up to the top rope and I, like jokingly, I was like, "Oh, it'd be fun if he did like a shooting star press." And then he did the cross, and I'm like, "Oh, oh no." no. <laughs> No, don't do it. Shane. I still, I still remember a couple years ago for the uh, Undertaker Shane McMahon Hell in the Cell match at Mania when we were all watching it. Right at the start of the match, I'm like, Shane's gonna jump off the top of this. Yeah. And oh yeah. All, everyone else is like, no, 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 he's not. I'm like, oh, I thought so too. I was right there with you. Okay, because most of the people in that yeah. room disagreed with that, me. That. A lot of well, people were saying it was too tall. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Yep. I was like, no, no, he, it, that's stupid. It's too tall. And then he tall, started to climb, like, and I was like, yeah. Well, my I favorite right. moment when he was climbing is when he got up to the top, and you could hear Stephen Amell yell, "Nowhere else to go now." Oh no, he goes, he goes, only one way down. I think is nice. what he yelled. Nice. Jeez. No, but, so yeah, I, I like both of those picks. I, I I like the fact that we're not just going 
based on strictly you know technical prowess and stuff like that. And we're actually oh yeah, because my my enjoyment was of versus Omega. Yours is yeah. Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles. My, uh, Zach, what's yours? Mine is going to be Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black. Mm. Oh, solid. I okay, absolutely loved this match. It Say was, his name. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And that oh, that's the thing that really got yeah. me into this match a lot, which I walked into it going, okay, it's another... I wanted to see Aleister Black. Yeah. I walked out of there going, I want to see more Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. because he won the crowd over that night with his performance. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now because that's how great... <laughs> how much I love the match. But it was, it was very well done. It showed off both guys' strengths. It showed that they really don't have a ton of weaknesses in their game. Yeah. But the biggest thing was that it made Alistair Black was already an NXT star. This made another NXT star with Velveteen Dream. Yep. A guy with his current character, do I ever see him being a world champion? Probably not. Do you see him be the next Goldust? I could see that easily. I could see him being the next Orlando Jordan. Like TNA version of Orlando Jordan. So but, a little okay. higher mid card, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> a little higher mid card. You know, he might get a U.S. Championship and Intercontinental Championship. He may even win the NXT title at some point. I would find it exciting, um, and it would be a big. He would probably have to come up to the main roster sooner than they would want, but I would find it exciting for him to to come up sometime a little bit after Mania and do a short little feud with Goldust leading up yeah. to SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's been on NXT since. Since that takeover, no, has he? he no, has not. It could is... be something where they're doing that because I think hurt. that would be great. Know, but... It'd be a little bit handing of the because I mean, to be honest with you, he's got a similar gimmick yeah. uh, to what Goldust was in his prime, and I think that it would be a little bit of a handing off of. of he's got the... the androgynous gimmick going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, well, and there there was that like one week that Goldust mentioned a protege. A protege. A protege. I was just thinking Coming about that too, yep. and they completely left it alone. Yeah. And then they stopped. Yeah, it was so weird. But no, and I, I wish that they had done it. I was I was very 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 happy with that match. It took me by surprise. Um, I, I I just I hope they don't misuse him. I hope they don't turn him into another Fandango where he premieres and then three years later he's now only doing the Fashion Files. But yeah. the Fashion Files are so. Oh, good. they're fantastic. They actually I'm going to give when them they, honor, honorable air. mention as a side side topic. They are my favorite part of WWE this year is mm-hmm. the Fashion Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Carl, what was your runner-up? Um, my runner-up was just going to be the Rumble um, from this past year. I thought you said Tyler Bate and... Well, well, yeah. he was. I was saying that I could have said that, but oh. my runner-up is going to be the Rumble. Just because I... The Rumble's always fun, and this year it had, it set up pretty much all of the main um, WrestleMania um, feuds. Because it had the Lesnar-Goldberg. It had Lesnar-Goldberg. It had Goldberg versus The Undertaker for a little bit, which... Is something that was interesting. It was yeah. interesting. WWE all, or fans always like ooh about right. which I mean twenty years too late, but eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It was still you know eight year old me was going ah, and yeah. then had everyone excited for the winner of Randy Orton. I mean, yeah. I, no I gotta really say, expected yeah. to ra- expected Randy Orton to win it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say my runner uh, my runner up would have to have actually been on the same show and the War Games match. Um, after the oh, first, the same show that you had. yeah, the same oh, okay. show I had. I Sorry, like, Sorry. Wasn't a- the same show I had actually, and it might sound like recency bias, but really it's not. It was just a fantastic match from two minutes after the start to the finish because the first two minutes were sloppy and really uncoordinated. Yeah, 
which is surprising given the guys that were in there. But I just, I love the overall match. I love the dynamics of it. I love that it showed off Adam Cole as possibly being the future face of this company. I missed the old school way that it was done of the elimination. Um, they never did elimination. In the original War that. Games? No, they did that in the match I was talking to you about was Ring of Honor. Uh, did uh, Steel Cage Warfare. Yes. And yeah, they did that elimination style. Like it oh, was, okay. it was every two, every two minutes a new guy would come in, but you could also be eliminated during. Okay, and which was interesting. Yep, it, and I gotcha. and I like okay. that idea of it. I wish they would bring something like that into it. I'm kind um, of surprised, or I guess you haven't gone yet, so I'm not going to say who I'm. Who I'm surprised the guys got mentioned yet, but all right. Who who did you think hasn't gotten mentioned yet? No, you you oh, didn't go over yeah. your match. I, uh, my match of the year, unsurprisingly, uh, is the B Block Finals of the G One. Uh, it's got to be a Toriano tournament. match. Nah, yeah, it was Toriano. <laughs> yeah, versus Michael Elgin. Uh, it was the third match of uh, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Omega finally winning. Was this six point five star? But what was no the the six this... and a half one was Dominion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was like six two five or six, something. Two, five. But to me, but to me, it was it was it might not have been the best match of the three, but it was by far my favorite match of the three. Yeah, just because of the story going in. Yeah, the fact that um, like going in and Okada won the first one. But it was, you know, a six-star match. It was crazy. Then they go to a draw, but in that six, in the six-star match in the first one, Omega never hit the one-winged angel, like his finisher. And in the hour-long draw, he hits it, but Okada got to the ropes. So he's like, oh, if he wouldn't have gotten to the ropes, I would have won. And then... You have the G1, which has a 30-minute time limit, and they had just gone 60. So they're like, all right, balls to the wall. Yep. Let's go. Like, we're not going to another draw. This is going to go crazy. And Kenny finally hits the one-winged angel, wins it. It's like, oh, cool. Now they're all 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They're completely tied. Yeah. And then the next night is Omega taking on Naito and then losing. And yeah. it's like, oh, we can't get we can't finish this story yet, but that's the little breaking point for now. And just a crazy match. It was like twenty seven minutes long. So they kinda tease the the tie the again. Potential old tie a and draw. But the night before or two nights before, Okada had already gone to a draw with Suzuki. Yeah. Um, and got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Language. Um, actually, I do have one quick question. Yep. Was the Dominion, or which which one was the one where they had the planned botches? Was that Dominion or the G1 special? Where they did the whole pile driver thing on the table and then they pretended to slip so it looked like a botch? That was, that was... Uh, was that Dominion or G1? No, that was, that was the... The Tokyo, Tokyo Dome show. Oh, was that? Yeah, that was oh, way, okay. way back at the Tokyo Dome. Oh, man. Yeah, that was crazy. Because I think that was actually what kept me awake. Was I was like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, because it was six in the morning. 
Uh, Fair. I, well, that's when the party don't stop till. It might six in the morning. Six in the morning. When did the? Because it was a five-hour show. Yes, it was, and it started at two thirty in the morning. So yeah, <laughs> jeez, yeah. I, uh, who I, I stayed. I stayed up. It was great. Who were you surprised what didn't show up? I'm yeah. surprised that the Usos and the New Day didn't show up at all. That, I thought about that one too. That yeah. was what really caught me up because I know how much you guys loved that Hell in the Cell match. That I'm surprised that that wasn't. Yeah, it was. Or- it was brutal, but not to the point of like the uh, the the brutalness that I don't like. CZW. Um, yeah, the CZW <laughs> kind of brutalness. Um, and but it, to the like to the limit of what WWE would be allowing, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I've always stood by the fact that the part, like nothing really that I've watched in wrestling has bothered me for years, but the part when they had him like cuffed and hung up on the ring post and then proceeded to beat him with the kendo sticks, that's where I had a little bit of a problem with the torture aspect of yeah. it, but I, I don't take that away from their product. It was a great match, but... It's just funny how I can watch CZW and get the same reaction out of WWE for what they do, and that's insane. Because it was just—it wasn't bloody, but no. it was brutal. My wrestler of the year is Asuka. Very nice. nice. Oh, yeah. uh, so Asuka went undefeated in NXT, um, and the unfortunate thing about her going undefeated in NXT is the way that she stopped. Which was she got an injury, um, and then said instead of saying, um, "Oh, I got an injury. I'm going to vacate this title," she said, "I've done everything I need to do. Bye." Yeah. Um, which, and I get that it, it either way it keeps her strong in in the end, really, but it really weakens that women's division in NXT, which it hasn't come back from it yet yeah i mean i love ember moon but it just has not come back yet it's about to when when a certain uh ace of spades pops up queen of spades queen but, sorry yeah. queen of spades it, it'll be you interesting um yeah. i mean there's some there's something that they've done well with the women's division i mean i loved the may young classic yep um i i, I really I, I like um Kyrie sane a lot um she's so tiny she's i never realized how tiny so she was tiny so tiny. It's just the tiniest. <laughs> and that elbow drop is so good. Um, yeah. But but Asuka, I mean, everything she does looks crisp. It looks great. Uh, it looks brutal. She looks like she's destroying women. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely destroying them. She's and I love it. Worker. And I love it. And I think I, I'm super into it. I'm super into what they're going to do with her in the future. I honestly think she's going to win that Women's Royal Rumble. And that, that they're be- going to build up, a, and I don't know if it's going to be her versus Bliss, her versus someone else, but they're going to build this up to Mania, and then I hope, I hope it's a squash match that yeah. that Asuka comes out there and just destroys her, and then stands <laughs> tall, and it's I I there's a lot of cool things that can happen, but I'm just Sheamus really excited. And Daniel Bryan esque, yeah, seven seven to ten second match, yeah. Except this time, people will be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, it it would depend on her opponent. That's true. That like, is true. If it's like her and Charlotte, I actually would want to see that match. I, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be her and Paige. I I'd, I'd want to see that too. I think they're saving. I think they're going to do that elimination chamber. I think they're going to make something bigger for Mania. But I, I definitely see what you're saying because they are building to it right now. Well, I think I think the I think the uh, the post Rumble match is going to be 
uh, Page and Bliss. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be Asuka versus the winner of that because, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if she can challenge either show. Um, but I, I think they're just going to keep it with you're going to stay on the brand that you're part what of. Are, what yeah. are the chances that Alexa Bliss brings up Paige's amateur career? Uh, I don't think I think WWE is going to try to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think Paige is a very yeah. innocent woman. Eh. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Carl, what do you got for your wrestler of the year? Uh, Shocker. <laughs> Um, actually, I'm going to go with uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> exactly. Um, you get a, you go if you look at him a little over a year ago. At this point, he's you know a part of the you know the Wyatt family. He's squashing um, jobbers during the brand split. Um, there's it's they're just you're just kind of going you know what's what are they going to do with him? Like, are they just building him up to be this you know big monster like? Hasn't worked in the past. Hasn't worked in the past. This has actually worked for WWE. Um, he's done a very good job. He's gotten to a point where he's getting ready to challenge, and I think he might actually win the Universal Title. At Ro- Which Royal is why Rumble. it's a triple threat match exactly. now. I think he's gonna. I think Kane is gonna. Kane has to take the fall. I would love that. Kane has to take the fall, but I think Braun Strowman's winning the Universal Title at Royal Rumble to set up some sort of. Clash of Titans at uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. I think leading that slow building up into the uh, well, I mean, yeah, slow building up to the uh, the Lesnar, um, Lesnar Braun at Mania, I think would be great um, if that's what they're planning on doing. Because I think they'll do a uh, um, if he doesn't win it there, I think he could very well win it at the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think, yeah, because I think that uh, a SmackDown guy who shall remain name- nameless uh, is going to win uh, the Royal Rumble. And one can only hope. God. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you're not. That's wrong. the surprise aspect, though. Uh, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna call him uh, uh, Kuwabara. Um, Kuwabara. <laughs> That's 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 what I call a callback <laughs> joke. Um, uh, but uh, and then the, then obviously I already chose a Raw women to win the uh, the Royal Rumble. But uh, I don't know. Do I, a Rumble predictions episode way later. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say it again. Yeah, I might change my mind by then. I, I won't. Know you will. No, I hundred percent don't think I will. <laughs> I've yeah, had these pro- predictions actually, for a while. Probably, yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that this could be really exciting, and I would lo- I can't wait to actually see a good Strowman Lesnar match where they give it a little more time, and it's more exciting yeah. than the one they had because I think they could have a really good match for sure. Yeah, no, I I would love to see that, but I do have a little bit of disagreement on where they're going. I think it, it's been reported all along they're go- they're going Roman Roman Lesnar for yeah, Mania. I could see that too. That's what they've been talking about all along. They wanted to pass the torch to Roman because WWE still can't get by the fact that people just don't want to watch him. He got shoved down our throats so hard that casual or even above casual WWE fans don't care. What if they end up switching it to Roman, Lesnar, Strowman, Triple Threat? Do people get mad that it's that... You know, is everyone behind Strowman in that sense? I think so. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, who you- takes the fall? Lesnar, no, no Roman. I, I think, think if they're if they're going to be smart, which they're going if, to be, so they won't. 
they would have Roman eat that pin at Mania to get the Here's guy like the thing. Strowman over. If Roman's winning, Lesnar takes the pin. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree can. with that. Yes. Strowman doesn't take the pin unless it's from Lesnar. Lesnar yes. takes out Strowman somehow with a F five through a table or something, and then Reigns does his hoo and spears him, spear and then it's and, over. Um, but I mean, do, do you get the uh, and uh, a miniature version of the Daniel Bryan thing where people are just so mad that it's it's Reigns uh, Lesnar that they're cheering for Strowman in every match? It could be that. I think it started out that way, but I think Strowman won the universe over. Well, exactly, year. and that, that's why I think that people get into Strowman if if they're if they're building Lesnar Reigns to Mania. I think people get super into Strowman and start do, start chanting him and starting get a, a kind of a natural Strowman movement. Okay, which is what I call all of my poops. And then I know Kyle probably wants us to be done with this, so I'm just going to go with my wrestler of the year quick to end things off. Uh, I'm actually going to choose Adam Cole. Um, he had a fantastic Tokyo Dome match with his now uh, undisputed era compadre Kyle O'Reilly. He did his great. best man, huh? Literally his best man his at best his man. wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. Um, <laughs> neat, neat. Uh, no, he had a great year with New Japan. He was on being the elite for a lot of the year until he left the and became a ghost. And became a ghost. Yes, he 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 did die on tel- on YouTube. He did die. Um, and then he came back to life in WWE. He showed up in NXT at the end of a takeover show. Caused a lot of no pun intended shock to the yeah, WWE. That, yeah, that was a really good. Like I was I was expecting them to do that like at the next set of tapings or something. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it was a shock. Like. And it was really well done. Like I'm, I'm yeah. really, it was a great debut for him. Yep. The only really thing that could have been done better with his debut would have been to have him be put right into the world title picture. But there were so many other things going on that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, they're slow building that. But he is. Well, big. I also think that they wanted to build McIntyre bigger and bigger before that happened. But unfortunately, he got injured, and so they had to move the belt. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he is being primed right now to be the next face of NXT. Um, even possibly WWE, depending on how his run in NXT goes. He has He's everything. young. He's 26, he, 27? 29, I think. Is he that old? Yeah. He's, he's like but he's still fairly but young. Yeah, he's still he's, fairly he's, young. He's pretty young, yeah. And, I mean, he could... He, yeah, I was going to say, agree with that. I mean, he could be... Yeah. It might be a few years down the line, but he could be another a big face in the on the main roster for years to come. He has the look. He, has, he definitely has the charisma. Yep. And he has the fan base behind him. Everybody wants him to succeed. And you know what? It starts off with two words. Bebe. Yeah. Well, he gets the crowd into his character, and they feed off of him. I think it also starts with, let's see what happens on the main roster. Because there's been a lot of things that's gone really well in the NXT area. Even, I agree. That oh. for some reason does not does not commute to the main roster. Because Vince isn't running NXT. Yeah, I know. I, it, it's well, Triple H that's running just, NXT. I think there's so many voices that need to be heard on the main roster. Yes. That that's why it ends yep. up. Being, and I think that's part of the problem, yeah. too. Just side note is that you don't need to have. How many hours of of television program do we have right now in WWE? On, on USA on the, or, on the, or in on general? The, on on the USA, main, we have five. And then total, we have seven. 
We have three hours for Raw, two hours for SmackDown, one hour for 205 Live, and then another hour for NXT. Another hour for main event. Yeah, another, another hour for main event. For main There's event, six. And then they, I think they're, no, they're not doing superstars yeah, anymore. Yeah, they, they stopped that once but, they started 205, yeah, I think. Yeah. But no, it's just it's too and many hours mixed, of television. Yeah, and then now you got mix match challenge coming. Oh up god, too. Yep. forgot about that. Yeah, which that that won't be too bad. Plus that's every two be weeks, like, there's a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's that's at least a mini, basically a mini series. You need to have like a second life in order to watch all of WWE's programming. Yes. Yeah. Which that that's my complaint about is there, there's too many commercials, but it gets them more money. That's the thing. I catch about a third of it a month. I would say. I would say I'm probably less than that because I usually just watch highlights. <laughs> but no, so that's that's yeah. all I got. Yeah, um, and then like I said earlier, my wrestler of the year because uh, I I just posted a top twenty five matches of the year. Toriano was in eighteen of them. He was in absolutely none of them. Should have been um, in one at least. Actually, well, he should have been in one. But that would have meant that Kenny Omega would have had eight matches on that yeah, list instead which is of. Fine. Uh, instead of seven, because uh, yeah, of the twenty-five, seven were Kenny Omega matches. Uh, five when were, you're that five, good, five were Okada matches. So, well, four of those Okada matches your... were against Kenny Omega, right? Yeah, three, three, three of them, three of them, and then yeah, I I had the Shibata match where Shibata's career oh, potentially ended, and uh, the Tiger Mask W for really. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Um, because Wait, Tiger Mask W was... <laughs> Kota. Was Kota Bushi, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And about 10 minutes into the match, he pretty much just drops the Tiger Mask W and he's just doing and Kota. just wrestling like Kota Bushi. And <laughs> okay. it's like, okay, this match is fucking awesome. I've seen that match before, and that match is great. Yeah, it's um, real good. I haven't seen that specific um, version of it, but I've yeah. seen Obushi and Okada, and yeah, it's fantastic. But then, yeah, the, uh, like Omega had the... The three matches with Okada, uh, uh, two really good matches with uh, Michael Elgin. Um, yeah, well, that's the only Let's time not we'll talk about Elgin name. anymore. Uh, but then, like the match with Ishii was really good. Good, um, and I think there's one more I'm missing. Uh, not Naido. Oh yeah, the the Naido finals. Yes. yes. Uh, because that was another fantastic match, and like I, but it's like not only do you have the crazy good singles matches from Kenny Omega, you also like Zach was talking about. You have the being elite, it, like you have this silly, the uh, elite six mans, yep, and that are just fun, um, yeah, and like so he's just a more well. You have him feuding with Xavier Woods on. On yeah. YouTube media, and Facebook yeah, and everything, media. which I still love. I think my favorite, honestly, my favorite part, just I don't, Marty Skrull being one of the Bullet Club members, is when he does the finger breaking thing. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. 